Welcome to Let's Learn, a podcast by Ustaz. Today we have with us uh, the co-founders of Ustaz, Audrey Nakad and Zena Sultani. Audrey is the CEO and Zena is the CMO. So we're going to start with Audrey and Zena introducing themselves. Hi, uh, my name is Audrey Nakar. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Sinkers. Uh, my background, you're going to all be surprised. I come from a financial background. I did investment banking, a bit of consulting, went into insurance, nothing to do with entrepreneurship, nothing to do with marketing or tech. Uh, we had to learn everything from scratch. But the passion that I had for entrepreneurship cannot be described. And I, you know, I come from an entrepreneurial family and this led us all, uh, my sister and I and Zena, to start our own venture. Uh, that's very nice to hear. What do you think it takes, before Zena introduced herself, what do you think it takes to be an entrepreneur? It takes one word, grit. Uh, if you look it up, it's a, a, a word I'm going to say that I learned very recently. It takes uh, grit means several things at the same time. Persistence, uh, motivation, passion, and being hungry. At the end of the day, uh, the the journey of an entrepreneur is really a roller coaster. You have to be focused, and you will see more downs than ups. So if you're not persistent, not motivated, and not determined, it's impossible to make it through it. Okay, that's beautiful. Uh, Zena is going to introduce herself. Hi, my name is Zena. I'm the co-founder and CMO of Sinkers. I come from a corporate background. I worked for almost 12 years in the retail franchise business. I was the VP of development for Azadea Group Holding. And uh, then I moved to the position of marketing director. Uh, one day, uh, Audrey calls me and tells me I have a great idea for a startup. To be honest, I, I had to Google what startup is because I didn't really <laughs> understand. And I said, okay, cool. Uh, I would love to hear about it. And then she briefed me about the whole idea. I liked it a lot. I'm actually passionate about education. And um, so I decided to quit my career um, and everything just to uh, join uh, Audrey and uh, co-found Sinkers. When Zena said yes, I was like, no way. It's, it's impossible. What a win, because it was almost impossible to convince someone so high up, who achieved so much after so many years, to convince them to join. I'm not going to say a startup. I had a pen and a paper and just a stupid idea. <laughs> and for her to say yes, it was like already a win. I think it's, it's very difficult and challenging for Zen, especially because she was uh, so immersed into the corporate world. Um, so we're going to find out more now how like a, a, a small Middle Eastern startup uh, turns into uh, a global company. Um, through the help of Audrey and Zena. So the next question will be, why did you start Ustaz? Or Sinkers as it was known before. Every startup, Zainab has a story. And the story starts with a problem. And the problem is very clear today and it existed back then, back in the days, uh, 
back like with our grandparents where they could we couldn't find easily a teacher you can find teachers for sure on the market but when you want to find someone who's available based on your preferences your curriculum your learning style it's almost impossible it's a burdensome process and you have no clue that's a, a funny story when we started to validate that problem to really know if it's really a problem what we did is we took, you know, we started calling, pretending we have this app that we never had. We went on campus and we said to the students, we, we have tutors. Do you need a tutor? They said yes. So I started, I was playing the role of the, of the app. And it took me like two to three days to find one tutor. And I was like, this is impossible. The more I did this exercise, the more I realized how big of a problem it is, how big the market is, and how it's really, it's a solution that's very much in need. And this is how we started. And the problem is not only one-sided. Students can find tutors and tutors can find students at the same time. Uh, I totally agree with what Audrey said. Being a mother of two also um, made me realize how difficult it was to find a private tutor. So whenever one of my kids needed help, uh, it took me like forever to find one. The first thing I would do is actually ask around me but it was very hard to find the best tutor available whenever my kids needed it. So that's why I was really convinced that we had the right solution for a real problem. Yeah, and I feel like the most important thing is we don't have time to do trial and error with our kids. And that's why such an application would come in handy because um, as I know as well that the most, that with Ustaz, only highly qualified tutors are on the app, so not any random tutors, like all of them are screened and that's how they get to be chosen. So that's also a plus and I think that's where the main problem is solved. Um, how do you think the concept that you first had on pen and paper changed into an app or n not into an app but how did it change over the years like from 2017 when you said it was just a, on pen and paper how did it change till today the, the concept in itself so we started with a pen and a paper as amateurs uh, Zena and I we went you know to this accelerator pro program called speed and they offer mentorship and money because for anything that you want to start you need at least a bit of cash and a bit of experience so we went there, pitched for the first time. I can't tell you how horrible we pitched. Um, I'm sure it was a disaster. Uh, but we learned since then. Uh, we started, we had initially a pen and a paper and they started challenging us and they put us on the right track by surrounding us with the right mentors. And the initial step was an MVP, which we call a minimum viable product. Our first MVP was a Facebook page, imagine. It cost us zero bucks and this is why we did it and in such a short period of time. We were able to validate that, oh my God, a lot of tutors applied through a random Facebook page with zero ads, and plus we started getting traction at AUB going on the ground. Zena will tell you the funny story about her part at, at the American University of Beirut. And, and I can tell you that because we were hustlers, at least my story, uh, I think they wanted to hang a picture of, of me on the door saying, yes, watch out, most wanted. watch out, this lady will talk, of course, about sinkers or stars today, <laughs> but make sure this person, as soon as she's going to approach it, is for you, for her to pitch or stars. And uh, it was because really I wanted to make sure that every single student at AUB knows about sinkers. And this 
you know, word of mouth worked really well, to be quite honest. So we, we, it was a very successful model at the American University of Beirut, uh, expanded to LAU and to the, all the top universities in Lebanon, and then we realized, you know, some mothers, of course, uh, uh, mothers, you know, uh, Zena's network, she has lots of mothers that she knows, they start calling her, come on, can't you, you know, send us a tutors for English, even though it's for school, and this is how we expanded. Uh, going from you know the small accelerator to investors because eventually you need more money to a more full-fledged product, uh, acquiring new users in new markets, uh, uh, entering UAE was a challenge, and then now entering KSA will leave uh, the best part for the last question. Uh, so as Audrey mentioned, we used to harass students at uh, AUB. We were there almost every day for a month. Uh, with our flyers. Uh, we used to distribute flyers everywhere, even at the canteen where people were eating. We were, you know, on above their heads telling them about sinkers. Um, to the point where my kids called me one day and told me, please can you stop this like this because you're really uh, embarrassing us in front of all our friends. What happened to you? You're standing at the door of universities and begging students to uh, listen to you. Uh, but we also did an amazing job because we were able to build credibility. Uh, we, we tried everything. We tried partnering with clubs, uh, with um, uh, societies. Uh, we took part in the rally papers, in all the events that happened. So it was really a trial and error, but we learned a lot from our first experience at the AUB. And then, like Audrey said, this is where... It started and it ended with us uh, feeling, finding a huge need for school subject because uh, parents needed that a lot, especially for daily homework help. Wow. Um, I, I can understand Audrey's drive and passion because she's young and it's her first, uh, it's her first uh, uh, job, but uh, what made you, Zena, get down to the university and do that like what what made you feel like this is gonna be successful she uh, sold me the idea okay. she was so passionate <laughs> about it she believed in it so much but, and but give yourself some credits i i think zena is a passionate woman and, and that's what drove her and when i saw her on the ground trust me this gave me strength because i'm like if she can do it you i have a bit more energy <laughs> i can do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so for the both of you, what do you think, what does it take to be uh, successful and to maintain? Because I'm sure like throughout there was a lot of times where you thought that it's going to be a failing project, that it might not work, or did it not, that not happen? So... We would be lying, every entrepreneur, yeah. when, as I said, it's a roller coaster, you have more downs than ups, and during terrible times, I mean, we had a, such a terrible year, whether it's a blast, or for example, the uh, COVID-19, even though it was great for our business, but you know, mentally, for our productivity, it wasn't the best, however, many times, Zena and I were like, why are we doing this, you know, I, I'm losing all my hair, uh, shall we continue, and then... But sleepless you know, nights yeah. but deep down there is something that say you have to go because uh, again if you're not passionate and dedicated and you're working towards a long term vision it's very hard that's why going back to grit and again I'm using it again this is what made us successful 
I don't know, Zina, if uh, you know. No, I think it's mainly the passion we had about uh, Ostas and uh, how uh, dedicated we were to make it work. One of the challenges that Audrey did not mention was actually raising funds. Yeah. It was very hard because uh, we were an early stage startup. Uh, we knew we had a product fit, but we had to convince investors that we are scalable and that there is a real, real need uh, for our product. And this is, I think, the period where uh, Audrey had sleepless night uh, for months, I think, <laughs> while we were trying to convince all the investors. And we were so happy because a lot of them, of them trusted us. They believed not only in our product, they believed in us as a team. And uh, it's thanks to them, actually, that we're here today. And she said something very important, and this is an advice that I would like to give to everyone who's, everyone who's listening. It's very important to, if you want to become an entrepreneur and succeed, other than the quality of an entrepreneur that you need, is to build it with the right team. Because at the end of the day, if you ask Amazon, the best startups in the world who are now big corporations, it's all about the team. Yeah. Um... What are the downsides to being in Lebanon and what are the positive things to being in Lebanon, to starting, to starting something in Lebanon? I have a long list for the... <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I don't know. <laughs> for the good side, let me start. I think it's uh, our country. We have a lot of friends, people we could count on. Our network helped us a lot. It's not like you're landing in a strange country where nobody knows you and you know no one. So... Uh, starting in Lebanon, it was like, you know, using the country as a lab and uh, reaching out to everybody we know, connecting with schools. Um, so I think this was the positive thing. Being in our country gave us all the trust uh, we needed and uh, helped us validate and change our product until we reached the right product fit. To add to the positive side of being in Lebanon, I guess we have great talent, that's for sure, and we shouldn't forget that we're in the education market and we're known in the MENA region to have the best education and that we're proud of that. And that's our dream to cater you know, the region from Lebanon, that's number one. Second, we shouldn't forget that you know, throughout Circular 331, we got funding through the central bank initially through the funds, and this helped us at least reach and, and, and be at this stage right now, otherwise it would have been tough and would be struggling. Uh, the negative side, I would say, uh, that didn't help, as you know, the is obvious the, ones. the obvious one, <laughs> the financial crisis. Uh, we have a brain drain. A lot of talent are going abroad. That's not easy. Um, and, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, so for like the last two questions, we're going to be talking about what are you most proud of uh, in Ustaz, in developing this whole thing throughout the whole journey from starting very tiny till being acquired by a global um, company? We're not, we're tough people, uh, tough in which sense as entrepreneurs you're demanding, you're so passionate you want to see yourself grow, 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 grow fast. And I guess I'm saying this maybe for the first time in front of Zena, but that's weird. We never give each other like credits, you know, uh, kudos. We've done, you know, we always criticize and look for constructive feedback because we want always to go further and grow. beyond and grow, grow very fast. So we always look 
for the constructive feedback and area of improvement instead of, you know, looking from time to time put on the positive side and, and sometimes this is bad, we should remind and remember ourselves, especially what why we're proud is when people send us videos back in the days, pictures were like, wow, we're only two and now we're seven, now we're 20, now we're 30. And this is when I look back, I'm like, wow, no, we achieved a lot actually. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing to add to that. She really summarized it all. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, would you want to say anything about how the pandemic affected Ustaz and how the pandemic affected the growth? Um, you can speak about it from a specific way, which is Ustaz, or from a more broad, a broad sense and speak about how the pandemic will affect the education as a whole. Um, the COVID, I think, came as a shock to everyone. It's like overnight, everybody had to move from offline to online. Uh, I think it took some time of, um, uh, so it took time uh, to students and teachers as well uh, to adapt and to us as well, because 90, 95% of all our tutoring sessions were happening offline. And then overnight, we needed to figure out what to do. Now, luckily, uh, because we're an electric uh, platform, we had already developed our own online tutoring system and we already were conducting some online uh, tutoring session. So this helped us a lot to be able to shift quickly and adapt to this change in uh, education. Just to answer as well your question, to add to what Zena said and the impact, this is what's really interesting on the education sector, uh, it definitely disrupted the education sector and we were really behind in this sector looking at other sectors it was crazy how technology impacted everything healthcare uh, even how we commute uber kareem and education were really obsolete True. and all of a sudden it was kind of imposed going forward we see kind of a hybrid model between offline and and online I believe that you know the importance of going back to school is more about the network and building soft skills and social having skills. friends yeah. and having like definitely social skills are really important but now with technology you can adapt and personalize the learning even more and this the corona uh, the COVID-19 if you want accelerated this transition from offline to online yeah, adoption it, of learning exactly. online learning but it was bound to happen eventually Next question is, can you both tell me a bit more about the acquisition of Inspired Education Group and about Inspired Education Group as a whole? Inspired Education Group is a global group of premium school that operates in all around the world. They have around 70 schools and they teach over 50,000 students. They're focused on premium education and uh, they've recently launched their online uh, school, King's College. Uh, it's uh, the second largest uh, global group uh, of premium education in the world. And we were really, really honored when they approached us and uh, showed us interest in working with us and acquiring us eventually later on. Um, their backing, I think, is priceless. 
definitely uh, as hungry individuals and we want to take you know stars to the next level having the second largest education group will allow us to grow faster enter uh, mina more markets in the mina you know region plus we're entering europe which is amazing and uh, so we're going to conquer the world faster give us three years and you remember us and i have to add to this that thanks to inspired we're gonna have 1,700 tutors qualified on the app within the coming three months. That's amazing. And uh, I'm going to end the podcast today by this talk by saying that it's very inspiring to hear the story of Ustaz and how it uh, it is going from being a small startup to a global company. And I'm super excited to see what's next. And it was very nice chatting with you. Thank, Thank you, you Zaina.